This is The Resilient Life, where we believe that every human will struggle in this life. Our challenge is to struggle well. I'm Ryan Mannion. I lost my brother to war, my mom to cancer, and I'm the daughter of a retired Marine. I'm also a wife, mom, author, and president of one of the nation's leading veteran service organizations. Join me and some incredible guests as we explore the value of struggling well through life's inevitable challenges. So we are kicking off another episode of the Resilient Life podcast, my first solo episode. I'm not quite sure how I'm feeling about this. I'm still trying to process it, but I am believing in my team that the idea this week would be to bring you some of my reflections and perspective on Memorial Day. Memorial Day is less than a week away. And for me, as a Gold Star family member, and let's start there. What is a Gold Star family member? Because I will tell you that before Travis was killed, I had no idea what a Gold Star family member meant. I know that before Travis's death, my mom would have a flag that she hung on the front door. The flag had a red border with a blue star. In the middle of it, most of us have heard of Blue Star families. So Blue Star families are families that have someone currently serving, currently deployed. Um, what I didn't know is that if your loved one who is represented on that Blue Star is killed while serving, then that Blue Star turns to a Gold Star. And that is what happened to my family on April 29th, 2007. Here we are 16 years later, and that gold star banner, it's actually a stained glass, stained glass flag is still hanging in the front window in my living room. I remember getting a little box and it was a box that I believe had been sent to us from the Department of Defense and it was a pin, a small little lapel pin, purple background, gold star in the middle, very small, very discreet. I wore that pin for a long time when I was going to anything formal. People would ask me what it meant. I proudly would tell them that I was a gold star sister. So that gold star is a painful reminder of what I had lost. And I remember the first Memorial Day after Travis's death. We were in Avalon, New Jersey, my second home. It's a place where I've spent almost all of my summers. And I remember the town saying they wanted to have a Memorial Day presentation, ceremony, and honor us. And that weekend, which for so many years 
had been a weekend where I would spend time with my family and my friends and jump in the ocean if it wasn't too cold. And when I got older, you know, hit the bars for the first time down at the Jersey Shore, that weekend was vastly different. And that year, that Memorial Day, just less than a month after Travis was killed, I remember standing outside in the square right in the center of Avalon. And right next to it was a bar, the Princeton. And it was a bar that uh, my brother and I had spent many, many nights in. And they held a beautiful Memorial Day ceremony. And they turned to me and handed me a folded flag representing my brother's loss. And... It was just this clear, like, distinction of what was and what had been. As I was holding this folded flag in the, in the center of town, and I was looking to the right at the building, the bar that I should have been in that night with my brother, right? That bar that we should have been hanging out in and enjoying that weekend, And so I'm going to be honest with all of you and share that before my brother was killed, I did not appreciate or understand fully what Memorial Day stood for. For me, it was the unofficial start to the summer. But 16 years later, I want to do my job, play my part, play my role to do everything I can to not let there be another Ryan Mannion walking around in 2006 before her brother is killed in Iraq, painfully under unaware of what Memorial Day is. I don't feel guilty about those weekends I spent, Memorial Day weekends I spent with my family and and doing things that most of Americans do that weekend, that beautiful long weekend. But what I do feel guilty about is not taking just a minute, just a small second out of my day to find appreciation for those that had given us that weekend. Travis's ultimate sacrifice is what led to the formation of the Travis Mannion Foundation. And for us as a family, I'll never forget the day of Travis's funeral, my dad pulling my mom and I into their bedroom. And he said, you know, I don't know what happens from here on out. I don't know how we move forward. But I know that whatever we do, we make sure that we live lives worthy of Travis's sacrifice. I didn't know what that meant at the time, but I do know we all put our hands in together and said, yes, we're in. And so from that birth, the Travis Mannion Foundation, 
not only a testament to his legacy, but the legacy of all of the men and women that have given their lives and service to this country. And while we do so much at TMF, the backdrop is always living lives worthy of the sacrifices of the men and women that didn't make it back. I've made it a conscious effort to make sure that my children understand what Memorial Day means. And there are conflicting views, I would say, from this gold star community. We don't all share the exact same sentiments. We're not all one person. I've heard other gold star families say that the entire weekend should, weekend should be a solemn event. That there should be no celebrating. It should, there should be no gathering and hanging out and barbecues. and It should be solemn. It should be a full weekend of remembrance and reflection. I don't agree with that. I believe that we have an obligation as a society to be aware and understand what Memorial Day means. We have an obligation to pass down what Memorial Day is all about to our next generation. But we also have an obligation to show our next generation what we do and why we do it, right? So this idea, I think about if Travis was still here after coming out of serving with a post 9-11 generation proudly in this 20 plus year war that just ended, before Travis was killed, he had already lost friends. So what would Memorial Day look like to him? For me, I think Travis would still be in Avalon with us. We'd still be going to the Princeton on Saturday night. But I also think Travis and I would have had conversations. Conversations about the greatness of the men and women who have gone before us and what those sacrifices meant. I've said it for many years now that the littlest thing you can do, the smallest thing you can do as you enter into Memorial Day is to learn one story. Learn one story of one fallen service member and pass it around. So when you're sitting there at your barbecue, at your get-together, share that story. And I've had people say, well, how do you find the story? Go online. Google fallen service members. And then you can put in any conflict. I like to go on and say fallen service members from the Vietnam War. Fallen service members from World War II. Fallen service members from World War I, fallen service members from the Korean War, and lastly, fallen service members from Iraq and Afghanistan. I promise you, the stories are endless, 
and they're very easy to identify. So that's the least you can do. A few years ago, during the height of COVID, one of the things we did at the Travis Manning Foundation was to help play a part in getting to visit the grave sites of service members on Memorial Day weekend. This year, we have 13 or 14 cemeteries across the country and hundreds of volunteers that will come out at Arlington National Cemetery. Um, we have over 300 volunteers already registered. Over the course of Memorial Day weekend, we'll have volunteers visit over 10,000 grave sites of service members. I love this concept because it is a tangible way for us to go out and do something. To take one hour out of our day to bring our kids to stand in front of a tombstone to read that name. How easy is it for us to forget? How easy is it for us to not fully comprehend And I'm talking as someone who grew up in a military household, someone who had a father who was a colonel in the Marine Corps, and I still didn't get it. So I'm not placing any blame on anyone for being blissfully unaware of what Memorial Day means. But I think that I also have a profound obligation to do everything I can to educate at this point. And I hope that if you are listening, you take that challenge on yourself as well. There's one weekend out of the year, one day out of the year that is for those men and women who gave their lives in service to this country. My brother took his last breath in Iraq. He would never get to see another day on U.S. soil, hanging out at the Princeton with his sister, drinking a beer Memorial Day weekend. My brother's story is not unique. There's thousands of other brothers that never had the chance to see their sister again. There's thousands of other husbands and wives, sons and daughters. And it's very easy for us as a society to forget that, to overlook that, to not pay attention to that, and to be blind to that. I feel some sort of way, I guess, about not fully grasping what it means to live in a free society. I will never take that for granted again. 
with less than 1% of our country that serves. Less than 1% of an all-volunteer force of men and women who raise their right hand in defense of our freedoms. They join for many different reasons. Of course, not all the same. But they all go in knowing one thing. That by raising their right hand, that by taking that oath, they are inevitably putting themselves in danger. Right? It's what our service members do. It's what our first responders do. We take it for granted. So this year, let this be the year that you don't take it for granted. Let this be the start of not taking for granted these men and women. Not waiting till tragedy shows up at your door, right? And it probably won't happen to you. but not waiting until you're personally affected by something to care about something. One day out of the year for us to remember that men and women have given their lives for us. Find a story, share a story. live lives worthy of their sacrifice.